You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Welcome to Mission Matters Live, a program focused on promoting a spirit of mission among the people of God in the Archdiocese of Chicago. My name is Megan Mio. I'm director of the Global Mission Office, and our engineers uh, this morning are Brian and Victor. You are listening to WNDZ 750 AM, and this month we broadcast on the third Thursday of the month from 8 to 9 AM. And today... We are recognizing and celebrating the 150th anniversary of the first Spiritan province in the United States. The Congregation of the Holy Spirit, also known as the Spiritans, will be celebrating from January 2022 through Pentecost in 2023. This is a missionary religious congregation made up of priests, brothers, and lay Spiritan associates who live and work both in the United States and around the world, working in many different ministries. And we'll hear more about all of those places and people and ministries um, in our program today. I have with me Father Chris Promise, a Spiritan priest who is now retired, but over the course of his career, he was missioned to Tanzania to work among the Maasai. He has held a leadership position in the congregation and worked as a formation director in Pittsburgh, Chicago, and Trinidad. We also have Anne Marie Hansen, who is a lay Spiritan associate. In the early 80s, she and her young family lived and worked in Arusha, Tanzania for three years, and she and her husband served as co-directors of the lay associate program, and she continues to be involved, uh, very involved, in the ministry and leadership in the U.S. province. Uh, And please also note, she was professor and researcher at Duquesne University in the Department of Occupational Therapy and continues uh, serving as an advisor there. So, good morning, Father Chris and Anne-Marie, and welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Good morning, Megan. Thank you. Nice to be here. It's great to have you. You know, the Spiritans have been a a companion and a collaborator with our office many times, um, and we'll hear more about it, but have had a presence here in the Archdiocese of Chicago in uh, one of our parishes. And so um, I heard that you'd be celebrating this uh, anniversary. I wanted to reach out. So I'm so glad that they sent both of you as people who could speak to um, this uh, presence. So... um, I, I said quite a bit in my introduction to, to just let people know who you are, but I was hoping you might say a little bit more. So you're both members of the Congregation of the Holy Spirit, 
also known as the Spiritans. Um, but just tell us a little more about yourselves and your relationship with the congregation, please. And Father Chris, why don't you get us started? Okay, thank you, Megan. Uh, as you noted, I was first assigned as uh, to Tanzania on mission, and I spent 16 years there, and it was with the Maasai, and then also uh, in leadership, and then in the novitiate, uh, helping Tanzania, well, East Africans actually, uh, join the congregation mm-hmm. to become missionaries, and many of them have done so. Mm-hmm. Um, since then, I have been uh, working in and out of uh, the states. Uh, I've been working in uh, Pittsburgh I've, uh, as director of our retreat center. I've been mm-hmm. in Chicago for uh, various levels of formation. Mm-hmm. I also was novice master and then director of theologians in Trinidad, uh, so I've had quite an experience for which I am very grateful. Uh, I always was interested in uh, various peoples and countries uh, around the world, and so my vocation has helped me uh, continue that. Did you always want to be a missionary? Did you always want to go outside the U.S. for your priestly ministry? What would you say? I- at first, I was interested in diocesan priesthood until I was introduced to the Spiritans, and uh, their mission really uh, captured my mind. And from that moment, it was a movie I saw. And from that <laughs> moment, I wanted to be a Spiritan and go to Tanzania. Ah, well, I just remember I've spoken to other uh, priests who said, "Oh yeah, a missionary visited our classroom when I was a you know young grade school age kid," and I was like, "That sounds awesome! I want to be one of those." Um, so who knows? I mean, <laughs> and sometimes you don't even know what you got yourself into until you're there. And then you say, oh, I love this. So obviously it must have stuck because you're still there and, and you're, you've had many, many years of experience. So that's wonderful. I know, Anne-Marie, please tell us a little more about yourself. Thank you, Megan. Um, <clears throat> as you um, introduced me, you mentioned about um, my husband, John, and I serving. We had two little kids at the time, and actually I was pregnant for our third, although we didn't tell anyone because we were afraid that we wouldn't be um, welcomed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but um, And it was Father Chris who was one of the first ones to welcome us because we went to um, Tanzania as um, lay missionaries in, in 1982. And it was a life-changing transforming experience for us and we learned so much from our neighbors and from the family that welcomed us we lived in a village and um, the Mshomba family was a family that truly welcomed us and made us feel at home and taught us a lot about faith and um, family and ministry so yeah so after that when we came back like you said we were the directors of the lay associates overseas sending program And then eventually um, we moved to Beaver, Pennsylvania, where we live now and continued working on animating the um, spirit and charism and um, in teaching at Duquesne, I was able to integrate the spirit and charism into my teaching, especially in community um, engaged teaching and research with um, vulnerable populations and again, learning so much from them. And I've had the privilege of serving as the coordinator for the Lay Spirit and Associates program responsible for formation and ongoing formation. And um, more recently, four years ago, appointed um, as a first lay person to the provincial council and then reappointed this past summer for 
for another three years. So um, I certainly have been learning lots along the way. It's very humbling experience to be with these experienced um, Spiritan priests and brothers and really a true blessing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one thing I noticed um, from the the get-go, as I mentioned, we reached out to the Spiritans to say, how can we help you celebrate this anniversary by featuring you here on our show? And, um, you know, I was so impressed that um, they brought both of you, you know, a lay person and a priest, you know, that this is really, it is about collaboration and we need all vocations, you know. You don't have to be uh, ordained or religious in order to be a missionary. Um, and um, But at the same time, uh, I, I'm just really impressed too. I think that you have the experience, um, even though it, you know, so, sort of brief, just a few years, although that sounds like a pretty big commitment, um, but you have brief experience in Tanzania and it's formative. It, you know, mm-hmm. completely, it stayed with you all these years. Um, yeah. many years later and has continued to inform, I'm sure, and inspire you to, to be part of the leadership now and to be um, teaching and, and advising as you do. So um, just a reminder <laughs> to folks, I think mission experiences sometimes we think are just little blips, but they're really, really formative. They're, they're really a place where our faith and, and action come together. In key ways. So, um, but now we've been talking about that congregation. I, I'd like us to talk a little bit more specifically uh, about the congregation of the Holy Spirit. Um, what is unique? Uh, I mean, we can guess. Maybe the Holy Spirit has something to do with it. But a little bit more uh, in detail. What uh, What's unique about the mission and the charism? The unique uh, gift of this congregation. Um, maybe Father Chris, you could get us started. Every beginning, we um, we talk about being open to the Spirit because of our title. And so it's very important for us to not only recognize the Spirit at work in ourselves, but also the Spirit at work around us. Hmm. And uh, we are an international congregation. And for example, here in the United States, our province consists of members from all around the world um, and vice versa. When we started, uh, when they started their mission in Tanzania, they have gone to, uh, they started mission work in Zambia, and then they've gone around the world as well, uh, Asia, Africa, various countries there, and here in the States and in Europe. So uh, the internationality is certainly part of our charism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I got to say, in uh, just reflecting uh, in preparation for today, I thought, well, the Holy Spirit is the one that leads you, that takes you places you never thought you'd go. <laughs> I mean, just in, the, in our spirituality, in our Catholic faith about the Holy Spirit. So, um, and is also going to always keep you on the cutting edge, always keep you uh, on your toes. Um, so I can see that in the, the life of this congregation. And Marie, you want to add more? Sure. Um, I think that um, another unique aspect of our um, congregation is our commitment to justice and peace and integrity of creation. Um, We are very tuned into and working toward um, the synodality that Pope Francis talks about and Laudato Si and racial justice Mm-hmm. These um, really important, relevant issues within the church are part of um, who we are and what we're trying to do in our ministries and in our parishes. 
Um, I think also it's unique that our congregation has been involved in the missionary work of the church since 1703, and lay people have always been an important part um, of the work, perhaps not always in a formal way like we are today, but definitely the Spiritans have always been open to um, lay involvement um, in their missionary work. And so, and that makes us, I think, unique as well. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that that message about not just um, listening to the spirit within, but that looking for the spirit all around you um, and, and in the communities, in the people, in, uh, and sometimes I think in places where we don't think to look for the spirit, mm-hmm. right? Um, in places yeah. where there's injustice and people are marginalized or um, hurting. So this is, uh, this is also key. That's great. Um, uh, thanks very much. All right. Well, that just gets us started, and we're going to continue our conversation to learn more, especially about this big anniversary. Um, but uh, it's time for our first break. We'll be back uh, to continue our discussion with Father Chris and Anne Marie on the Congregation of the Holy Spirit. Stay tuned. charities, we fight hunger in Chicago throughout the year. Our six regional offices in Cook and Lake Counties work together to offer sit-down and to-go meals to anyone in need. We deliver meals to those who are homebound, and our eight food pantries offer three to four days of food supplies based on household size. Participants in these programs have the opportunity to learn about other Catholic charity services that strengthen individuals, families, and their communities. The challenges for those dealing with food insecurity are especially great during the winter months. To learn how you can help those who are hungry in your neighborhood, visit catholiccharities.net or call 312-655-7525. That's 312-655-7525. Thank you for your generosity. I feel special. (laughs) I feel great. I got good grades. We've seen a huge surge in our kids now meeting or exceeding grade level. Come check us out. You may have never thought we were an option before. Ancestry and genealogy are more important every day. People all over the world are wanting to learn more about their family heritage for personal and for health reasons. At Catholic Charities, we are hearing from adults who lived for a brief time at St. Vincent's Orphanage 
the wonderful, life-affirming agency that operated out of our headquarters for 91 years, serving thousands of women, children, and families until it closed in 1972. Our post-adoption services help adults who want to learn more about their experience at St. Vincent's. Our compassionate staff members provide whatever family background information they can offer, along with support and reunion services. To learn more, call 312-655-7093. That's 312-655-7093. The spirit of St. Vincent's lives on in the inspiring stories that continue to emerge today. Welcome back to Mission Matters Live. I am Megan Mio, Director of the Global Mission Office, and I have with me Anne-Marie Hansen and Father Chris Promise, both members of the Spiritan Missionary Congregation. And uh, we're discussing uh, that this the Spiritans, the Congregation of the Holy Spirit, will be celebrating for the next year or so uh, their 150th anniversary of the U.S. province here. Uh, and as we were discussing in our last segment, we we're just getting to know our guests. Uh, the Spiritan motto is led by the spirit where the need is greatest. So uh, just to kind of discuss the congregation a little bit more in detail, um, I'd like to know if you could speak about where Spiritan missionaries minister today. Um, it's been mentioned, of course, you both had some mission experiences in Tanzania, um, but I'm sure the congregation is far and wide. So can you tell us a little bit more? Father Chris. Um, yes. We, we initially started uh, dedicated to the black race and especially the released slaves. Mm. And so we were in the islands of uh, Mauritius uh, and also uh, Haiti. Mm -hmm. And as a result of that, uh, over the years, of course, We've, we've spread out throughout Africa. Uh, we also have missions now in uh, South America, Brazil and Paraguay specifically, also in Mexico and the Caribbean islands, uh, various countries in Asia, uh, and um, of course here in the U.S. Yeah, okay. And now you're, and you live uh, in Pittsburgh, right? In Pennsylvania? I do. And that's yes. where there's a, a center of some kind. There's a, and a university and everything, right? Yeah, our provincial offices, which is, that's the superior for the whole of the United States that's located here. We also have a retreat center and then a um, retirement house. Okay, all right. Good to know. Okay, and then we, un as we've been saying, there are members who are priests, brothers, and lay spiritual associates. Um, do, do you have an idea of how many uh, members of the congregation there are? Uh, somewhere around 2,500. Uh, and that would be priests, brothers, and lay associates. And lay associates. And they, as I think you were mentioning when you were in Tanzania, you worked in um, formational uh, ministry. And so you have members, uh, the U.S. province is just one of many, um, and members will come from anywhere where Spiritans are ministering. Is that right? 
Correct. Tanzania has its own province and sends out missionaries uh, throughout the world as well. Right. And honestly, we're receiving quite a few of them here in the U.S., right? We're uh, we're kind of a mission territory here lately. Um, we but, are, yes. <laughs> it's in many ways. We'll talk more about that. Um, but, um, okay. And then actually, I, I'd like to ask um, a little bit more about the the lay associate um, aspect Uh just out of curiosity, because actually I am an associate myself of the Congregation of St. Joseph, the Sisters of St. Joseph. And uh, and it's something that when I tell people that, they don't know what that means. Um, <laughs> and I'm sure you find that too, Anne-Marie. Um, yes, so I'd be yeah. curious exactly what um, what that process is like or what the, what the commitment is to be an associate. So um, we have various forms of association in terms of um, the laity and... Um, <clears throat> My husband and I, along with, um, there's 12 of us all together that have made a life commitment in our U.S. province. We're considered lay spiritans, and we're involved in all aspects of the um, the work of the congregation from um, being involved in ministry, prayer, community um, we are. Uh, we serve on different committees within um, the province, and then we also um, <clears throat> have lay spiritans from across the um, across the world. Mm-hmm. Let me also mention that we have spiritan um, friends, which are a form of association where um, they usually work within a spiritan ministry. So they might be involved in peace and justice work at their parish, mm-hmm. or for example, at Duquesne University, we have a good number of spiritan friends who are staff and faculty who are committed to the charism. Yeah. And um, they their formation is um, a little bit more uh, informal. Uh, we have maybe four or five meetings a year. This is pre-COVID, where we get together for lunch and talk about the Spiritan charism and how that um, will inspire us to do the work. And as lay Spiritans, we make a commitment to go through a two-year formation program and then uh, make our first three-year commitment and then continue in formation and ongoing formation. And after um, nine or 10 years, we can um, make a commitment, a lifetime commitment. And through my work, I've been, um, as a researcher, I've had the privilege of going back to Tanzania, Kenya, Uganda, some of the the, um, African countries where we have Spiritans and have met many, many Spiritan friends and lay Spiritans who have made um, a commitment like this as well. I think the big breakthrough was at our general chapter um, in October in Bagamoyo, Tanzania. And again, I had the privilege of being the representative for um, the lay Spiritans in North America, South America, and the um, Caribbean. And there were four of us among 70 delegates or 73 delegates. And um, we have a guide for lay Spiritan lay spiritual associates that was just um, approved it we've been working on it since 2000 well at 2012 it was a, you know just a twinkle in our eye and by 16 um, it had been established with the um, the draft form anyway along with the um, the guidelines for what it means to be a lay spiritual associate and the third form which is often seen in um, Europe and the third form of um, of this relationship is called the Spiritan Fraternities. And um, they're especially popular in France and some of the French-speaking provinces. 
And um, again, the commitment to be involved in the uh, missionary work of the Spiritans and formation and, and ongoing formation. So there's there's um, three different major forms of association, and we see these um, reflected in different provinces around the world. So we re, we are re, united by our charism um, in an, our ministry and um, continue to try and reach out to one another to learn from each other about um, our relationship to the ministry of the congregation. Right, how to live that out, yeah. Um, I would say, uh, uh, speaking as an associate of a congregation, I'm not quite as committed as it sounds like your associates are. That's a that's a quite a process. I think it is always it's inspiring and important to find out you're part of a bigger community and that you are like minded. Yeah. You have a, a spirituality income. You have this charism that is is within each of you. You you it resonates when you gather and. And then to share your your minist- work in ministries together too is it's it's amazing that's great. Um, now we were talking about the celebration of this 150th anniversary of the U.S. province, um, and so I'd like to just talk a little bit about um, what um, Spiritans have done ministering here in the United States, um, or you know what this province uh, a little bit of the history of the U.S. province. Um, Anne Marie. Oh, I guess I think Father Chris, you were going to could speak to that. Are sure. you talk about? Yeah, okay, I can handle it. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, we, were, we were we were expelled from Germany uh, during the Kulturkampf, and uh, so uh, a group of Spiritans came here and uh, started in Arkansas. Uh, that didn't work out so well, and they moved to Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And while being in Pittsburgh doing ministry in parishes. The bishop also asked us to start a uh, school for the um, immigrants who needed education. And so that's the beginning of Duquesne University uh, way back in uh, 1878, I believe it was. Um, Since then, we've been in parishes throughout the country Uh, and educational institutions also throughout the country. Um, In in Chicago, we began by uh, taking on the ministry of running St. Francis de Sales uh, High School in uh, South Chicago. Mm -hmm. And from then we joined the Catholic Theological Union, uh, became corporate members in uh, 1970, Mm -hmm. and then... uh, we needed places to reside and, and moved around a bit. And then finally, we uh, took on the uh, responsibility of being pastoral ministers at St. Mary Magdalene in South Chicago. And that uh, rectory was so large, we could divide it up into, in, instead of suites, uh, each uh, seminarian had a room. Mm. And uh, so it became a, a residence for our theologians. And eventually, we wound up going also to St. Ambrose mm-hmm. uh, in South Chicago, in Kenwood, actually. Yeah, right. Yeah, um, I'd like to talk a little bit more about that. Uh, but it is time for our next break. Um, and so hold that thought. We'll talk a little bit more about that uh, U.S. province when we come back. We'll continue our discussion of the Congregation of the Holy Spirit. Stay tuned.
Throughout the COVID-19 pandemic, Catholic Charities has continued to respond to the needs of people who come to us for assistance. More than 850,000 meals and food parcels have been offered to those who are struggling with food insecurity. Over 108,000 homelessness prevention hotline calls have been answered. Over 22,000 people have received mental health services and $2 million in financial assistance has been provided to keep people housed. If you or someone you know needs assistance, email us at gethelp at catholiccharities.net. That's gethelp at catholiccharities.net or call 312-655-7700. That's 312-655-7700. Before, during, and after COVID-19, Catholic Charities is here for you. I am a seminarian. The church needs compassionate and well-trained priests to help guide each of us through life. What inspires me, what draws me always to the priesthood is continue to see priests be a beacon of hope for other people. You can play a part in the education of these young men as they prepare for a life of service to others. I want to be that beacon of hope too, and it, it sets my heart on fire. To support our seminarians, make your gift at archchicago.org slash seminarianfund or call 312-534-7959. The cemetery ministry is a core ministry of our Catholic faith tied to the corporal works of mercy. It's comforting to know that our Catholic cemeteries are caring for the remains of our loved ones awaiting the resurrection. There are 44 Archdiocese of Chicago Catholic cemeteries willing to help you in your time of loss. Call 708-449-6100 or visit catholiccemeterychicago.org. Catholic cemeteries, serving the Catholic community since 1837. You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. back to Mission Matters Live. I am Megan Mio, Director of the Global Mission Office, and you're listening to WNDZ 750 AM. I'm here with Father Chris Promise, a Spiritan priest, and Anne Marie Hansen, a lay Spiritan associate, and we're talking about the 150th anniversary of the Congregation of the Holy Spirit's U.S. Province. And actually, just before our break, we were talking a little bit about the U.S. province itself uh, and this long history. Um, you know, it goes back all the way back to 1732. Um, and Father Chris mentioned um, being expelled from Germany. But also, um, you mentioned at different times in our conversation so far, too, that Spiritans have been led to work with um the African diaspora, um, and ha and it looks like the history here in the U.S. province has worked with um, African slaves at the time and Native Americans. Is that correct? 
over the course of uh, this yeah. history. Yeah. Yes, um, we had we had a very good number of parishes in Louisiana, uh, and as you know, um, many Catholic black Catholics come from Louisiana and came north, and so they were uh, found in, uh, for example, uh, in Chicago, and. Um, we had St. Ambrose Parish, which was for African-Americans. And uh, I had the honor of living there as a director of formation, but also helping out in the parish. So I got to know um, many of the uh, African-Americans that went to that parish. Yeah, that's in Kenwood. Actually, that's not too far away from our offices, um, which are in Bronzeville in Chicago. So oh, okay. um, yeah, <laughs> I'm somewhat familiar with the neighborhood. Um, yeah, yeah, there's a strong Catholic presence and um, a beautiful, very um, rich history and heritage, um, African-American communities here in Chicago and African-American Catholics, um, which is not very well known. Um, but I also just really want to highlight, because I did do a quick look over the history um, here in the U.S. province, that at one time the um, Spiritans worked with St. Catherine Drexel to found a school um, who is well-known, a saint working with um, African-American and Native American children in education. So I, I just think that that's a key aspect of this um, U.S. province. And obviously, over as time has gone on, things have changed. Um, and you've shared your some connections here with the Chicago area. Just a mention of St. Ambrose, um, the, until recently when that parish uh, transformed and is now um, merged with a few other parishes. Um, the pastor was uh, Father John Owusu, a good friend to our global mission office here, uh, and I know he didn't he didn't go too far away. But um, but you know we love to have collaborators, um, folks who can connect us. Um, and he's perhaps another example too of um, a Spiritan who was formed uh, in Africa but sent here. Um, so it looks like this U.S. province sends and it also receives. Would you say that's true? Yes, very much so. Yeah. Um, as I said, in the province, we have uh, uh, members. I don't have the exact numbers, but we have members from uh, Ireland, Nigeria, Tanzania, uh, Vietnam. Uh, just for example, when we meet, we are really an international group. Ah, and you all have the same charism, but you all have different customs and cultures and languages, I'm sure, um, that are, are uh, an interesting experience <laughs> to come together. Um, but you also mentioned CTU, um, Catholic Theological Union, an, an excellent school. I am a graduate. And um, <laughs> and um, I don't know that I ever made the connection that Anthony Gittens was spirit, or is, spirit, is a Spiritan. Um, a very yeah. well-known uh, missiological theologian, um, or at least in the right circles, yeah. he's well-known. <laughs> yes. Um, but um, wonderful, yeah. So so this is another wonderful Chicago connection. Um, are there any other stories you could share about um, Chicago and the Spiritans? Well, I, I happen to serve on the board of Catholic Theological Union, and uh, so I'm still very much attached to Chicago. I love Chicago. Yeah. Uh, I miss it very much. It's a very uh, alive city mm. and very much uh, cosmopolitan. Um, besides that, did you also know Father James Okoye? That name sure sounds familiar. 
I don't know. He was a biblical scholar, a spiritual as well, okay. and he was on the faculty for a number of years. Okay. Um, so we, we've had a lot of interaction with uh, Catholic Theological Union. Excellent. Yeah. Right, I would say that my own call to mission came at CTU back in um, 1980 or 81 when um, my husband and I attended the um, ordination of um, Father Don McCacken to the diaconate. And um, Father Don was a high school classmate of my brother's and a, and a good friend back in high school. And John and I attended, We I, at the time, I must have been nursing our second child. Anyway, we were at the diaconate, and at that time, Father Bill Headley was the provincial. And after um, the ordination, uh, he said, he asked me, how, how do you think that um, our Spiritan community can impact the people in the pews. He said, you know, we go, um, we go to these different parishes, we give our mission talks, people throw money into the basket, and then they never see us again. Right. And we just need to find a way to have more of an impact on the people in the pews. And he said, what do you think? I said, I think that's a great idea. Why don't you send lay people over? He's like, what? I said, sure, send lay people to Africa. Let them be missionaries side by side. And then when they come back, they can tell the story. Okay. Well, fast forward to today, you know, here we are 40 some years later. Um, and that missionary experience, as I shared before, was so formative. Okay. And oftentimes um, we'll tease uh Father Bill, that um, it's all his fault that we're here. Like if he's making a comment about lay involvement and, you know, teasing me about my role on the provincial council, I just say, hey, it's all your fault. You know, you were the one that um, originally challenged us to consider, you know, our missionary call. And that, of course, happened in Chicago at CTU. So Chicago is, is significant that way. And I wanted to mention one other thing, and that is Tony Gittens. Um, Tony's book on intercultural living and thus his retreats that he's given us and talks have just been really formative and so important for all of us as um, our spirit and congregation, because we have this challenge of intercultural living where we have people from many different cultures coming to live and work with us and minister side by side. And, um, you know, we understand that that it's not that it's not easy for any of us, but we really do want to you know, get along and to be uh, an example of what it means to live interculturally. So um, Father Tony Giddens has certainly been an inspiration to us, and we've leaned on him a lot for his insights and, um, you know, as yeah. as the days go on. So he's he's a very important part of our spirit and family. Uh, well, I believe it. I mean, he's very prolific as well. He has uh, quite a library of writings. Um, I would recommend... Uh, is it Mission or Ministry at the Margins? This is an older book of his. Yes. But yes, I love Ministry it. at the Margins. I love it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Just yeah. recommend it in general. Um, but anyway, so let's also talk about uh, the ministries um, and the, the works of, of justice. You know, we've touched on it, mentioned it briefly. Um, but I'd like to just hear about some of the areas of ministry and social justice that Spiritans are involved in today, I guess here in the U.S. or, or around the world. Um, Anne-Marie, could you speak to that? Sure. Um, so we are involved in um, in many different aspects of advocacy, in particular, 
um, the Spiritans in our congregation is part of an organization that works out of the UN called VIVAT. And um, that's an advocacy organization, and they collect stories from the grassroots of issues that are going on in different countries, and then all the different religious communities that are part of VIVAT feed that back in. So that's kind of on a global level. Mm-hmm. And then um, within our own um institutions, our parishes, um, for example, Our Lady Queen of Peace in um, Washington or in Arlington, Virginia, they have a very strong um, advocacy for those on the margins. They're involved in a lot of the different um, issues that we face in our in our country today. And then, of course, um, they are close to Washington, D.C., and there are people who work on Capitol Hill who are very much influenced by, um, you know, the justice issues and many of our other parishes um, as well. So, and then within our Duquesne University community, for example, and Holy Ghost Prep um, High School in Philadelphia, again, the students are very involved in different aspects through campus ministry, um, justice issues from being involved in St. Vincent de Paul to Pax Christi, um, so justice and peace, and then we're all on the bandwagon for care of our creation and Laudato Si and the, the Pope's call for, um, you know, the seven point platform. So, um, yeah, I think that those are some of the examples within, um, within the congregation. And I should also point out the father Bill Headley, who I mentioned before, mm-hmm. um, he was the, um, founding chair of, um, the, uh, Joan Crock Center for Peace Studies at um, mm-hmm. University, well, let's see, was it San Diego? University of San Diego, a Catholic university, and um, also has been very involved in international peace building as well. Mm-hmm. So he's been working with the bishops, the collaboration with Notre Dame, and um, yeah, so these are just a few examples of some of the justice and peace issues that we're involved in as a congregation. Just a few. But you know, <laughs> well, we, we also are wrapping up, um, not wrapping up, we're finishing two years of a of workshops on racism. Hmm. Uh, we just had Father Massingale uh, lead our latest workshop in January, and we will be continuing that into the future. So, of hmm. course, um, because of our commitment to African Americans and Africa in general, uh, we are very concerned about racism. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, really, all of these issues are things that are ongoing, right? I mean, that it's not like you can just say, well, we're done with that. You know, we can move on. These are all, um, you know, t- you know, peace building and, and being anti-racism and things like that, that these are all going to be uh, journeys that we're going to be on. But I think uh, it's wonderful to hear. I think one thing that I have learned in my own relationship with religious congregations is it's really good to be part of a bigger community working for it because then, mm-hmm. you know, you're not alone. <laughs> These are really big issues. So, right. um, but they're all aspects of the mission, you know, mm-hmm. um, because they, they call us to go out to one another and work together. So um, it's awesome. It's amazing. Um, I, I, I sort of made the joke about just a few, but it's, you know, it's where the spirit leads you, right? Where the need is. So um, it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, it's I, time for our last break. And maybe you can hold that thought <laughs> for our last segment. Um, 
Uh, but we'll be back to learn a little bit more. We're going to talk a little more specifically about this 150th anniversary of the U.S. province of the Congregation of the Holy Spirit. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Ancestry and genealogy are more important every day. People all over the world are wanting to learn more about their family heritage for personal and for health reasons. At Catholic Charities, we are hearing from adults who lived for a brief time at St. Vincent's Orphanage, the wonderful life-affirming agency that operated out of our headquarters for 91 years, serving thousands of women, children, and families until it closed in 1972. Our post-adoption services help adults who want to learn more about their experience at St. Vincent's. Our compassionate staff members provide whatever family background information they can offer, along with support and reunion services. To learn more, call 312-655-7093. That's 312-655-7093. The spirit of St. Vincent's lives on in the inspiring stories that continue to emerge today. Welcome back. Es fabuloso verlos. Dobrze jest znowu być razem. It's good to be together again. After so many months apart, pandemic capacity limits have been lifted, and we want to welcome everyone back to church. We can all pray together again. And listen as our choirs lift their voices in song. We've been together in spirit. And now when you are ready, our doors are open wide. Nuestras puertas están abiertas de par en par. Nasze drzwi są otwarte. And we're here to welcome you back to Catholic Mass. Throughout the COVID-19 pandemic, Catholic Charities has continued to respond to the needs of people who come to us for assistance. More than 850,000 meals and food parcels have been offered to those who are struggling with food insecurity. Over 108,000 homelessness prevention hotline calls have been answered. Over 22,000 people have received mental health services and $2 million in financial assistance has been provided to keep people housed. If you or someone you know needs assistance, email us at gethelp at catholiccharities.net. That's gethelp at catholiccharities.net. Or call 312-655-7700. That's 312-655-7700. Before, during, and after COVID-19, Catholic Charities is here for you. 
Welcome back to Mission Matters Live. I am Megan Mio, Director of the Global Mission Office, and I have with me Anne-Marie Hansen and Father Chris Promise, members of the U.S. Province of the Congregation of the Holy Spirit, also known as the Spiritans. And we've been talking about uh, the Spiritan mission and ministry uh, taking place all around the world and right here in the USA and some great connections here in the Chicago area. And just before our last break, we were talking about um, ministries and works of justice and peace building that Spiritans are involved in. And I cut Anne-Marie off right before we took our break. So I (laughs) wanted to know if you wanted to add your last thought there, talking about justice. (laughs) Sure. Thank you, Megan. Just real quickly, um, I didn't. I wanted to mention about the lay spirit and particularly lay spiritans involved in advocacy. We've had a food pantry and Meals on Wheels at St. Stephen's Parish in Hazelwood, here in the Pittsburgh area, that lay spiritans have been responsible for for many years. Um, also, um, two of our lay um, spiritans, Rich and Deneen Gasser, run um, an organization, a nonprofit organization called Rich in Mercy, and they do fundraising and advocacy for the people of Haiti. And also they have projects in Togo, and some of us are involved with them as well with a project for um, in Uganda with women in the, in the slums of um, Katanga. Um, in Kampala who are um, suffering from um, issues around, um, well, just a lot of, a lot of challenging issues, um, particularly um, women and and young children. So um, those are some of the examples of um, Lay Spiritan's work, um, both nationally and internationally in, in the area of justice and peace and advocacy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you mentioned that uh, lay associates, Spiritan lay associates, um, have probably many, maybe not all, have been able to actually travel and visit um, the, to see the communities that Spiritans are working with over around the world. Um, but you don't have to be physically there in order to support mission. And, and these are just two great or a few examples of advocacy that, yeah, we can um, not just raise money, but also just raise awareness, help people to understand um, what our faith teaches us about these kinds of injustices that are experienced around the world. So thank you very much. Well, that leads <laughs> us to the like the big topic here. We've been mentioning it all the way along. This is an anniversary year of um, the Congregation of the Holy Spirit, 150 years in the U.S. province. And um, we've talked about over the years different types of ministry and uh, works, um, including founding schools, Um, that the congregation has been involved in. But um, I'd like to know during this time, so it it started uh, in January 2022, and we're going to continue celebrating until Pentecost 2023. How is the congregation celebrating? I would imagine you have um, a couple of events scheduled and some that are still getting finalized, but I'd like to hear about that, if you could share. Uh, Father Chris? Well, of course, you know, since we are based in Pittsburgh, we've done a lot of, um, we have a lot of relationships here. And so we've also organized a number of events. But I'm looking at one that says Spirit and Day of Prayer and Busy Persons Retreat. And that's on the first Sunday of Lent. And if you go to our um, website, um, Mm spiritans.org, you probably can find the link for that particular event. uh, Sunday retreat. It's it's just that usually a couple of hours. It's not a full day. Ah, yeah, it's um, for the busy person. Here, yep. 
here in Pittsburgh, we have a, we're going to have a, a gala, a 150-year gala, gala, and uh, that has been postponed. It was supposed to take place in January, uh, but because of COVID, we've moved it into April. Uh, but that takes place at Duquesne University. Mm. Um, we have a Pittsburgh pilgrimage uh, to various uh, parishes that we've run. Uh, we have a golf out outing here in Pittsburgh. Sure. Of course, uh, Pentecost is the day of, uh, well, it's the feast day of the congregation. Oh. And we were founded on Pentecost Sunday in 1703. So that's always a very big celebration. Mm -hmm. um, that would be uh, celebrated in all our parishes and schools. Yeah. Um, we have our province retreat, which will be held in Detroit, and that gathers all the spiritans and lay associates from around the country. Mm -hmm. uh, there's 150th anniversary recognition in Xavier University in New Orleans. Ooh, okay. um, oh, I'm just looking, trying to get beyond just our own thing. Well, yeah, I mean, I can see that you, you're having these different gatherings, many of them taking place in, in the, you know, Pennsylvania, in the Pittsburgh area. Um, but you mentioned things in different places, in Detroit, in um, Louisiana. And so I would imagine you thinking, like, just different folks from different regions will be attracted and be able to attend. Uh, you know, of course, this pandemic complicates everything in terms of people gathering. But... Um, sure. <laughs> But I actually, I also just really want to note that Pentecost is the feast day. That makes perfect sense. I guess I, I never knew that. I didn't make that connection. But it's the feast day of the Holy Spirit. So it's a feast day um, for the congregation of the Holy Spirit. That makes a lot of sense. So I would imagine this year's Pentecost will be a celebration. But in 2023, that's the big final celebration. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Mm -hmm. Okay. In all of our, we have different regions um, throughout the country, and so each region is responsible <clears throat> for um, organizing some kind of um, a celebration in their area. So those are still um, in the process of, of being organized. So um, there'll be certainly some in every area of the country um, by the time we get our, uh, our schedule all firmed up, but um, yeah. a lot of things are still, are still in process. Sure. Well, I recommend anybody who wants to learn more, as it's been mentioned, um, and, and for those who are watching our, our uh, video stream, um, you've been seeing the website, uh, thespiritans.org, S-P-I-R-I-T-A-N-S dot O-R-G, spiritans.org. Um, you can find uh, a lot of good information, the history, the especially this, all the information about these celebrations that we've been mentioning, too. Um, and, uh, especially I'd like to highlight as he, as father Chris mentioned, this, uh, busy person's retreat, there's a few things I'm sure virtual that we'll be able to participate no matter where we are, even if we're in the Chicago area. Um, so, um, that's very exciting. And there's a beautiful prayer here too, um, in honor of the 150th anniversary. Um, I hope this is a, an opportunity for folks to kind of take a, take a step back and say, okay. Look at everything that we've done. I feel like we don't do that enough, too, um, just to celebrate um, and to um, take a moment to reflect and, and just be together. Now we know of these past few years how important coming together really is. Um, and 
sharing our, our prayers and reflections and um, just honoring the Holy Spirit in every one of us. This is a beautiful thing. So thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate both of you sharing your personal stories. Um, it's wonderful to find out you had connections here in Chicago. Um, and um, we'll just have to look for more opportunities to collaborate. And, and just to make mention that oftentimes, as I said, we've collaborated with the Spiritans in the past, and oftentimes Spiritans are on our mission appeals. So we will hopefully have to be able to join to, to welcome Spiritans back here in Chicago again in in person <laughs> in the future. Right. That's the goal. All right. Well, thank you very much for joining us, Father Chris and Anne-Marie. Mission and the Holy Spirit certainly go hand in hand. I pray that the Congregation of the Holy Spirit will celebrate many more anniversaries in the future. And congratulations for this 150th. I remind our listeners again, their website is www spiritans.org. Thank you very much for listening. And remember, always be on mission. Thanks, Megan. You're very welcome. Thank you, Megan. Thanks for joining. every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.